going to talk about social changes. Hmm, why is this so damn important? It is really important if you think about it, right? Now, there are a few words that we'll be using on this episode. We'll be talking about brown girls, guide, break free, and social changes. Those are the words that we'll be using today on that on the episode today. And today is a very exciting day. I'm very honored to have this guest of mine speaking with her almost every other day on a platform which we connected, which is a clubhouse. And she's right here on front of me and talking and uh, chit-chatting. And we're we're like friends now. So thank you again, Wendy, for coming here. And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. We are most definitely friends. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> And thank you again, Wendy, for coming on the show. Uh, before we talk about who you are, what you are, and social changes, and all that fun stuff that we're going to talk about today, what does Back to Basic mean to you? Gosh, I think for me, it means getting back to the core of who you are and how you do things and how you do business or life. And for me, that's been a whole 180 in the last year. And I've had to very much go back to the basics of, well, what is my wellness about? What is my life about? What's my purpose? And how do I move forward in a purposeful way? And that's, yeah, I'm actually back to basics right now, <laughs> literally. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you again, Wendy, for coming here. Um, before we start and talk about your book, let's, let's talk about why is it a big uh, passion about social changes in your life? Yeah, when I was young, I grew up in an area in Los Angeles that was traditionally poor and marginalized and all of the things that you think are, you know, going to make it difficult for someone to thrive in the world. And what I saw was that that's true. It does make it difficult. But some of the things that make it easier is if you have help and if you have support. And sometimes those supports come in the form of programs or mentors or people or therapists or other resources that we can put into communities and into people's lives. And so for me, social change is very much about that macro level. How do we all collectively elevate together as a society, but also how do we as individuals thrive within the confines of the lives that we have? And when I was thinking about you know, my career, I always knew I wanted to help people. And that was my goal, help people, help people. But as I went through my career trajectory, I realized that my goal isn't just to help people. My goal is to maximize how many people I can help. And one of the ways I do that is by helping others who are part of the social change movement. And so that's where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Wendy, thank you again uh, for answering that question. But let me ask you this question, if you don't mind. When you speak with one person, do you think that you're speaking with 10 people or you're just speaking with that one person? The way that my business works is that that one person represents potentially thousands of people okay. because they are on a mission to help a lot of lives be better, a lot of animals be better, a lot of things in the world be better. And so as I'm coaching and working with my consulting clients, I know that that one body in front of me actually represents a whole world of good that's potential and a whole bunch of miracles that'll come out of that one person. Mm -hmm. So it's not even 10 people. Usually I'm expecting that if I help this one person, they will go and help and serve hundreds and thousands of other people. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again, Wendy, for, for answering that question. You know, I'm going to give you a two-part question, if that's okay. Sure. So changes has a powerful impact, right? How do people can do make a change in their lives, and what do you do to yeah. make a change? I think that change is a powerful uh, 
purpose, if that is your purpose, but it's not everyone's purpose. And so one thing that you can do as someone who is just going through your life, going day to day to your job is to really support people like me and the people that I serve who do say change is my purpose. This is my goal in life. And you can support monetarily. You can volunteer. You can just say kudos. Good for you. I'm thankful for the things that you're doing. There doesn't have to be any kind of really monetary exchange all the time to support. And so at the very, very minimum, what anyone can do is just support social entrepreneurs, support nonprofit leaders, and mm. to get involved in the things that they're doing at whatever depth your life allows. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Wendy. You know, if I go to, let's say, Dunkin' Donuts and Wendy's and, and oh, Wendy's, you know, you're, you're Wendy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Burger King, let's say, or McDonald's. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> You know, if I go there and let's say buy something for someone else, and it's almost like saying paying forward, is that is, is that a social change? Do you think, or do you think just paying forward? What are your thoughts? Well, paying it forward is part of you know a, a very tactile thing you can do in social change, right? And and change is anything. Change is really about how do we do these things different so that we can all be better in a better spot. So if making someone's life a little bit better by saying, hey, this person gets a free meal just because they were behind me in line, that's changing something for that person on that day. Sometimes I'll walk out of a restaurant with a bag full of food that I intend to eat as leftovers and there's a homeless man sitting on the corner. Mm. I will just give him the food if they want it. And that's you know part of creating agency for that person that they can decide whether they want the help or not. If you're just paying it forward, the person usually doesn't decide, but the person can say, hey, I actually have the money. I'll let the next person get it. Right. right. And so we're always creating a ripple for those other people around us, no matter what we choose. The reason why I gave that example is because there's a lot of people who don't have that much money to go and do the impact that we need. Right. But the way I look at it is even a small thing could be a huge thing to the next person, mm -hmm. so it's a small impact, but it's an impact, right? So I wanna make sure that people are aware of these things and, and I'm pretty sure you agree uh, with that too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. The impact doesn't always have to equal money. I tell right. people it could equal time. It could right. equal, you know, volunteering or serving in another way. Say you offer um, your your location to a nonprofit so they can do an event at that location. There's so many other ways that don't involve money that you can support this social change movement. And something small like paying it forward, although you may not see the actual um, impact that it's making, you can know that that will affect someone as you give them something for free or give them something they weren't expecting. It can mm -hmm. bring them joy, it could bring them happiness, you know, all of these other things that do actually equal an impact. Yeah, 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 thank you, thank you again. You know, Wendy, when I was advertising uh, this episode for, for today, I said social changes, and then the question that I asked is, why do I care? Yeah, <laughs> so, so so, so what? So what do you think? What do you think of that? When I always ask the same question. So what? So why do we care about all of these social problems? When I was the policy director at a public health department, I would ask my staff the same question. Well, explain to me why I care about this issue. And then I'll say, yes, we should work on it. Or no, I don't think that's a valid enough reason. Mm -hmm. And it's not that sometimes these issues aren't valid enough. It's that there's so many priorities that we actually have to pick 
which ones we really want to support. And the so what question for me really is about, well, what are you passionate about? If you're passionate about children or you're passionate about the elderly or passionate just about your neighborhood and the environment, those are the so what questions that each of us has to ask ourselves. What am I passionate about and why do I care about this thing? And then you can go forward and look at the ways you can make an impact. So if that is throw money at the problem, that's one way to make an impact. If that is go and volunteer for a whole entire day, that's mm. one make, way to make an impact. And then you asked me what I do. I just a couple hours ago got off of the phone with one of my mentees who's going to be with me for six months. And you know, from mentoring and developing young Latinas in their career to helping um, people who have nonprofits and dedicating some of my time for free or pro bono to those people moving ahead in their journey, those are the kinds of things that I've built into my business model so that I can both feel like I'm making an impact through my business, but I'm also helping people understand what my business is about. And my business is all about social change. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Wendy, for answering that. You know, the next question might be the similar uh, comment that you just made about your community and the Latino community. Now, do you think that you are happy by doing this or are you making other people happy? when you do this, or is it both ways? Ideally, it would be both, right? <laughs> Ideally, you're you're getting something out of the impact that you're making as well. That's why a lot of us do this work is because it brings us joy to serve others, or it brings us some sort of personal satisfaction to know that we've created change or we've helped move something forward. And for other people, I think it does transform lives when you are willing to give your effort, your time, your support, whatever it is that you're giving to others, generally I found that people are very grateful and they understand that you could be doing a million other things with your time, but for your presence there with them, making the change in their life, I have only been receptive of gratitude. I've never had anybody say, oh, I don't want your feedback or I don't want your help. I've really had a lot of great people that I've worked with who've been able to receive support and be grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wendy, thank you again. And let me just talk to my audience here one second. You know, guys, if you think about this, every small impact counts. Every smile counts. That's how I look at it. That's how Wendy looks at it. And I think every impact and every community needs some type of help. Now, the one comment that everyone usually says is, what, what's in it for me? Now, if you take that equation out, and saying, what can I help you with? Believe me, you'll go a long way and people will give you good wishes on, on top of that. And you'll feel good. I mean, I feel good. So yeah, Wendy, thank you again. And do you agree with that, what I just said earlier? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there doesn't need to be anything in it for us to serve, right? I think that, um, at least for me, I know as I'm working in my purpose, I am serving others and I'm not expecting anything back. You know, I'm not even expecting the joy. That's just something that's a byproduct of the situation because I know that my calling and my purpose is to really help others move forward in their journey. Mm. But at the same time, you know, if somebody wants to give me a high five or a hug or something like that, I'm never going to turn that down, right? Because it's that reciprocity the human connection that we're building through this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendy, uh, thank you again. So what does it mean by now what? 
<laughs> so what you're referring to is my book chapter in the Sister Armor book, and that's coming out in June, and it's going to be out about the middle of June. It'll be on Amazon and Kindle first, and then it'll be available in um, hard copy. And it's a collection of women who come together as healers, as entrepreneurs, and we're sharing our story about things that have been challenges or roadblocks or things that we've overcome in our past and used both our healing and our entrepreneurship to get through it. Mm. And so the story that I shared was when I lost my job suddenly. And so now what is, you know, really the title was going to be, now what the fuck am I doing with my time? But <laughs> I felt like that was a little harsh. And so we went with now what? And it is really this chapter about the moment that I walked into HR and found out that I lost my job. And then the subsequent moments where I decided, you know what? I'm in business. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been doing this for a while on the side and it's been my side hustle. And now it's my 100%. And mm -hmm. so now what to me really is, well, what are you going to do when life throws you something that you can't handle at the moment? Mm -hmm. How do pivot? How do you look at your resources and how do you make the best decision that your intuition is telling you to make? And now what is, I'm sure there's so many moments when people have come in their life and just come to the realization that I can't do what I was doing before. I have to do something different. And if I do something different, I can expect a different outcome. If I go back and do the same exact thing that I was doing before, mm -hmm. then that means that I'm probably going to be in the same place. I might lose another job. I might be burnt out. I might be working in a place that I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. So coming home and saying, no, I'm an entrepreneur and this is my business was very much a pivot that I had to take all the way down to the basics, as I said at the beginning, all the way down to how am I going to spend my time? How does this contribute to my well-being? How does this structure for my life work? And so far, we're almost a year in, and here I am with two book chapters getting released and being on a bunch of podcasts and things. So it's yeah. good. So, Wendy, thank you again for, for that. But let me ask you this here. Why, why Wendy? Why not someone else? to do this social work and helping people out? Why Why you? Why do you think that you need to be the one to, to help people out? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we need to phone a friend. I'd like to call God into this conversation <laughs> and see what his plan is about or her plan is about this whole situation because I don't have any control over this. I wish I did, um, but no, this has very much been my calling for my entire life. And if I don't do it, I don't know who's going to. And that's exactly what I work with my social entrepreneurs. If I, if they're not doing this, if they're not following their purpose or their calling, then mm. they're giving it to someone else and they're trusting someone else to pick up the baton. And I can't guarantee that that is gonna happen, right? So why not, why not me? And I think that if I'm really being true to my purpose and people helping people, I have a different way of doing things. I know that I don't do things the traditional way that consultants who come in and do SWOT analysis do or other people who come in and help um, nonprofits. I work in a completely different way. And th that's purposeful because I work in a way that a practitioner would work. And so I support a lot of people who are working in social services for a number of years on the verge of burnout and really do need to get support in a way that's not traditional. And yeah. so if somebody else was doing it, they probably would do it the traditional way. But if you're doing it the Wendy way, trust me, we're going to have fun. Well, I mean, if we do the Wendy way, according to Sonia, she says that the reason why Wendy is because she's fabulous. That's why. <laughs> Yes, I love Sonia. Sonia is the best. Hey, Sonia. <laughs> so, 
You know, thank you again, Sonia, and thank you again, uh, Wendy, for answering that question. Because, you know, the reason I ask this question is people, they do say, why me? Why not someone else who can just take the baton and, and start moving forward, you know? And I feel, I think it takes even one person individually to make that village, to make that community and make that that change in the world as much as we can. I mean, we're, we're talking about even environments, right? And we're how do we make that change too? I was interviewing this person, uh, you know, and whoever's listening right now, it's actually on my uh, featured in my LinkedIn, so you can take a look at that. And we went off online and he was uh, part of uh, Shark Tank and he was an environmentalist and he created something called uh, edible spoons. So spoons that you can eat instead of using plastic. And the way he explained to me is that it's more of a mission versus uh, money and capital. And I think you're kind of on the same boat as uh, versus, uh, you know, a mission versus a capital. And I think it goes hand in hand, but sometimes I think the happiness comes a long way, doesn't it, Wendy? Yeah, and I love companies like that. Social businesses are thriving right now and people who choose to do business in a way that has an impact and that they can demonstrate the impact to their clients are going to be very successful in the upcoming future because we as consumers are expecting more from businesses. We don't really care about their profit margins if we don't really have stock in that profit in that that company. So now what a lot of people are thriving Words is, hey, how are you changing the world through this business? And the expectation that profit and impact are both going to be something that I can buy into by buying your product. Mm -hmm. And I think the more and more that I come to the entrepreneur space versus the social services space, I feel that there's a really great synergy that we can all come together and say, okay, these types of structures, these types of organizations work in this way to get the impact and not need a profit. But these other structures, we can leverage that profit to do new things, to work in different ways. And that innovative space is really where I'm just completely jumping in and wanting to work with companies like the one that you're talking about more and more to discover how can we make this synergy between the different infrastructures that we have for social change? How can we make it work? Mm, yeah. So thank you again, uh, Wendy, for explaining that. You know, uh, can we just go back to the book, if you don't mind? Yeah. There's there's a part that you mentioned about losing your job, right? Some people, when they lose jobs and lay off and they, they don't have any money to go and pay their bill and whatever, right? But the way you said it, it, it should be that you, you went on a depression mode, but you didn't. You went the other channel and, and challenged yourself. So there's people who say that I lost my job and go depression mode. So what are your thoughts on that part? And, and, and how would you advise them that? Well, I was actually in a worse spot than that, to tell you the truth. I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I had just moved. I lost my job and then my family um, issues kind of came up and I needed to move, go to California for a few weeks because my grandmother was terminally ill. And so she was sick. She eventually passed away a couple months later. Oh. So within the span of six months, I moved, lost my job, lost my relationship, and then went and lost a grandmother, right? So all of, and did hospice care for her at the end of her life. So all of that happened within the first six months of me, quote unquote, being in business. And mm -hmm. I should have been bedridden. I mean, I should have been completely unable to move. Most people would be catatonic at that point with that many losses or that many challenges just stacked up. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I just leaned into my spirituality and said, no, this is my purpose. God is giving me these things as gifts to overcome, to tell mm -hmm. other people, you can do this too. 
Losing a job is not the end of your life. Losing a relationship is not the end of your life. Having things like grief and loss are normal parts of your life, but you can still get past those challenges. And so I very much think that the way it happened and the story that goes behind it is part of my journey to share with other people to know and inspire that this that other people that this is not something you have to be depressed about you can choose and you can make the situation better and different and have a different outcome but you have to have that mindset and the mindset piece is so huge in how i've been able to still get past that initial six months and still now a year later be in business hmm. Yeah, Wendy, uh, th thank you again for answering that question and sorry for your loss of what, what has happened uh, to you. But, you know, um, do you think with all the struggles that you had, what was the major, major thing that you think that was a big challenge for you? I think not working in a team was the hugest challenge for me because I am such a team oriented person. I love lifting up other people. I love harnessing new talent and looking at people's skill sets and saying, how can I leverage this for good? And all of that was just completely taken away from me in a day. And I had spent a year building this really awesome team and then came home and started working by myself with the dog every day. You know, So she was my fuzzy, I call her my fuzzy coworker because She's the only coworker I've got at this point. And so besides Clubhouse and interacting with people there, I really didn't have a lot of social interaction. And for me, who's a very social being, that was super awkward for a while. So I had to reframe you know, my mindset even and say, okay, you've worked by yourself before. You've been a team of one before. So how did you structure your life and your success when you were a team of one? Let's go back and do that. And so if you're talking about go back to basics, it was very much go back to the understanding that even though you thrive in a team, you still have all the skill sets to be a team. And I just went full force and taught myself how to edit podcasts, how to edit video. I have now skills to build and edit and do SEO on websites. I mean, I've done all building email lists, you know, all of the things that we do as entrepreneurs to build up our life. I just jumped right in and said, okay, I'm not going to hire a team. I'm going to do all of this on my own. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Wendy. And one last question, if you don't mind. What do you think the future looks like for us? From your eyes, from, from your... There goes the dog, sorry about that. Yeah, but what are, what are your thoughts uh, how the future is gonna look like, Wendy? Sorry, she's guarding me from the evil outside of the door. Um, I, I'm hopeful, honestly. I see so many people who are working in spaces of um, entrepreneurship that's going to move the business side further. I see so many people who are moving in the social services aspects. And I think that if we all collectively work together, there's a concept called collective impact, which basically means as we all do this work and we move in concert and we have the same values and we have the same principles, we can make a bigger impact. And so I'm hopeful for the future because I do see so much movement, but that's also from my perspective where I do this every day and I talk to people like this every day. Sure. I think some folks don't have the luxury of knowing that all this work is going on or knowing that there are people behind the scenes trying to improve their community. Mm. And so, you know, as people become more aware of this, I feel like they kind of buy in and they're like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I do want that to happen. And so even just the idea of buying in and supporting things in theory are 
sharing articles and knowledge and resources, all of that is super important. So I see people doing that more and more and it makes me excited. But I also think that each of us has a role to be more intentional about lifting up positive things or giving solutions versus constantly sharing things that limit us or challenge us or look at negative aspects of our society. And so it's not a toxic positivity sort of situation, but it's really you know, uplifting and inspiring the change that we want to see from our generation because, you know, we're now in charge, right? <laughs> That's the scary part about being an adult. It's like, That's oh right. no, now we're the ones who get to make the decisions about society. Oh crap, who, who told us to do that? So, you know, that's where I think I'm at is trying to empower people who are in this Gen X all the way to the millennial Gen Z sort of age group to say, hey guys, we've all got to move in concert together if we really, really want to see this change happen. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you again, Wendy. And uh, don't feel that bad. I think it, it takes the whole village to make it make this work, and it's just not us who's going to be guiding. I'm pretty sure they're the ones also guiding us uh, in a better way, obviously. Uh, but if they're not, then shame on you. <laughs> so I mean, that that's what I think. But Wendy, before we leave today, how is your journey on back to basics? And do you have any last words for all the viewers and listeners uh, today on the show today? Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody here has a purpose. Everyone is working towards what they're trying to do as their purpose and their gifts are, are just there to help them. So the more that we can use people's gifts to create social good, to bring the things we need in our society to move to the next level, that's really where we need to be going. And so I am here as a resource for anybody who needs me, who needs support and needs guidance and tools and resources to get to that next level. But I also know that there are a ton of things out there that will make sure that your dream actually happens. So if someone is thinking about doing this or teetering on the edge of social entrepreneurship, my message is just go for it, jump in, join us. We're happy to have you. And there's tons of people here who will make sure that you do not fail. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. Uh, and thanks for coming to Back to Basics and, and supporting me and my podcast. And uh, and it's great to know you. Uh, and I've known you for a long time. But thank you again for coming here and supporting me. Thank you for having me. It's been great to be on. And always, I always enjoy talking to you on Clubhouse. I'm sure I'll see you around the hallways. But anything that you need as well, just let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. And uh, thank you again. So guys, we spoke with Wendy today and we talked about the basics of social changes and how it makes a small impact into a big impact. And that's just my thought process. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics and hopefully Wendy and everyone else who's listening here, there's a quote of the day. And the quote is, social changes comes through people. It does, doesn't it? One by one, day by day. That's just what we're going to do, and we're going to make that change. Guys, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? I'm pretty sure Wendy knows, and everyone else, whoever's listening and whoever's heard my show, you know, all know it. Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. And keep on commenting on all the episodes because it wakes me stronger day by day, week by week, because I release episodes every day. With your love and support, it makes it successful for me. And the three things makes every episode of mine makes a successful thing, according to me, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host guys take care god bless and i will see you next time on back to basics and guys next week's episode on back to basics question before um no i never doubted that 
I would, I'm just going to use eggs as the example. Sure. I never doubted that the, that I'd be able to eat eggs again. Mm. I just knew that I just knew. And that's kind of what I'm talking about with our intuition. Mm. I didn't know how long it would take. I, I can't remember the day I was brave enough to actually try to eat them, but, um, I just, and I wouldn't like at first it would be, I would make sure I got really clean.